0: uh pastor Kurt's going to share this morning, and uh, we're glad to have you it 's good to see you thank you glad you're here son. Give him a hand Amen I uh, talked to somebody the other day and I was asking them how they were doing, and they were like dude you've been gone like four weeks, not four years so I was like, well, sorry, I want to ask you how you are again uh, We moved to uh pampa and uh as as we were starting there, we were talking uh. They have a full-time worship pastor there, and I was talking to him. He's about my age, and uh, he was like, who does worship uh, at your church? And uh, I said, oh, it's it's a family, and they said, uh, like, a, a whole family? I'm like, yeah, the drummer, uh, the singers, lead, guitar. Uh, I said their son plays like 15 different instruments at one time. Uh, I said, I think the only guy not related is the bass player, and uh, they're like, Like the partridge family? I'm like, kind of. I said they're farmers and and they do work, and they're like, farmers worship family? So they think we're a bunch of hillbillies over here. We are. That's right. Uh, This morning, I want to talk to you about the gospel, and I want to show you uh, three uh, very interesting things about the gospel. Uh, We're going to cover a lot of information probably pretty quickly. And so so don't be bogged down by everything. I want you to capture the big idea. Uh, And I'm gonna talk about three different things, justification, sanctification, and glorification. And I know you might be thinking that, well, those are really weird words, or what do they mean? Uh, And so justification, and, and I'm gonna get into this, justification is I am saved, sanctification is I'm being saved, and glorification is I will be saved. Now, if you have your smartphone or a, a tablet with you, you can get on the UVersion Bible app. Our notes are under the events, and this is on there, and so you can save that for later and you can try to write that down. But before we get to it, let's just pray. Heavenly Father, we come to you right now in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you that as I speak, that it's not my words, but you uh, speak through me, Father, that you fill me up today. Father, I pray our hearts are open and ready to receive what you have for us. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. Adrian, would you put that back up for me, please, really quick? So uh, justification is what we're going to start, we're going to go through all three of these. Now, I I could not, we could spend all summer on all three of these. We could spend all summer on one of these. Um, This is a lot, there's a lot to this. Uh, So justification is salvation, is when you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Sanctification happens after salvation, glorification will happen. Okay, and so I'm going to go through it, and it, it's going to be, like I said, it's going to be a lot, but I want you just to stick with me for a minute, and uh, I, I believe that God's going to really show us some cool things. So justification, uh, it, it, you know, the our word justified comes from there, which means to be made right or declared righteous. To be made right or declared righteous. Salvation, when you get saved, when you accept Jesus Christ as your Savior, your, you are justified, Okay, it is justification, meaning that we are right with God. You are in a right relationship with God. Okay, salvation, we, we, we confess and we believe, and then God makes us right in his eyes. He justifies us because of Jesus, okay? So I'm going to show you this in, in, in Scripture. Uh, justification, this is important to remember, is a one-time event. Justification is a one-time time event. So Romans 3, 21 says, but now God has shown us a way to be made right with him without keeping the requirements of the law. All the law is, is think Old Testament, Ten Commandments. Uh, they came up with a lot, and you read the book of Leviticus, they came up with a bunch of rules, okay? There was uh, the sacrificial law, and then there was moral law, sacrifices of the animals and things like that. So Paul's telling the Romans, hey, we can be made right with God without keeping the law, as was promised in the writings of Moses uh, in the law and the prophets long ago. We are made right with God by placing our faith in Jesus Christ. And this is true for everyone who believes, no matter who we are. For everyone has sinned, we all fall short of God's glorious standard. Yet God in his grace freely makes us right in his sight. He justifies us. He did this through Christ Jesus when he freed us from the penalty for our sins. For God presented Jesus as the sacrifice for sin. People are made right with God when they believe that Jesus sacrificed his life, shedding his blood. So it's important that we know that Jesus was not murdered. Jesus sacrificed his life. Okay, he was not murdered. Uh, this sacrifice shows that God was being fair when he held back and did not punish those who sinned in times past. For he was looking ahead and including them in what uh, he would do in this present time. That's just talking about people before Jesus and, and, and their sin. Uh, God this to demonstrate his righteousness for he himself is fair and just and makes sinners right in his sight when they believe in Jesus. Can we boast then? That we have done anything to be accepted by God? No, because our acquittal is not based on obeying the law, it is based on faith. So we are made right in God through faith and not by obeying the law. Now, I would encourage you right now, uh, this summer, to read the book of Romans. There's 16 chapters in it. You can read a chapter a day. You can probably read it a couple times this summer. Uh, if, you, you know, if you can't get through a chapter, read less than that. If you wanna read more, read more than that. There's great devotionals online on the YouVersion Bible app that help you go through Romans. If you hate reading, you can listen to it. The Bible will read it. You know, the Bible app will read it to you. Romans is, is full of how we're right with God. It's all about salvation and the gospel, and it's a great book to read and to focus on. So what this is telling us is that we are justified through Christ Jesus, and that there is nothing you have to boast about because you did nothing to earn it, okay? So uh, I'm not here to talk about the Mormons, but I saw a video recently online about their beliefs versus our beliefs, and it's simplified into if I was going to buy Annie an iPad. As Christians, I believe that I would buy her the iPad and give it to her, and she has to give me nothing, I don't expect anything from her. I'm just going to freely give it to her as a gift. Mormons believe that if, if, I, if theirs, I would tell her, hey, I want you to work all year long. I want you to save up as much money as you can. And iPad's $400 or $500. You save up as much as you can, and let's say she saves up $36. Then at the end of the year, I take the $36, and I give the rest. okay. We don't believe that because I bring nothing to the table. I did nothing to earn Jesus' gift. God freely gave it to me. It is not based on anything I have done, okay? The gospel isn't what I've done, right? It's what Jesus has done. And so it's justification is a free gift. Ephesians 2.8 says, God saved you by his grace when you believed right when we had faith and you can't take credit for this it's a gift from god salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done so none of us can boast about it so so what does this mean for us that you know there's nothing i'm going to boast about there's no pressure on me to try to do something make something happen or be something okay this is very important because so many times we get saved, and we're going to get to this in just a second in sanctification, we go through justification, and then we're frustrated because I'm still sinning, I'm still thinking this way, I'm still angry, I'm still messing up. All justification has happened is God sees me as righteous because of Jesus, right? And so then what we do is is why, man, you know, you think about everything in your life, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna quit doing this. I'm gonna quit. Do eating this. I'm going to quit saying this, right? I'm going to quit cussing. You know, honey, every time I cuss, just slap me across the face because so I, I, I'm going to quit doing that. And we try to do things and we miss the whole point. You miss the point that it's not about what I do, right? Jesus has saved me as a free gift. Romans 10, 9 through 10 says, because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart, God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So what is that? I confess that Jesus is Lord. Jesus is the boss of my life. And I believe that God raised him from the dead. You will be saved. For with the heart, one believes and is justified. And with the mouth, one confesses and is saved. So, you know, uh, I've heard online lots of things about, you know, the believer's prayer, the sinner's prayer, that that doesn't get you saved, that just because you prayed some prayer one time doesn't mean you're a Christian, and, 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 and there's truth to that, right? I can lead you through a prayer. I can lead you through half of that. There's two parts. First, you confess, then you believe. I can lead you through confession. I can't make you believe, Right? The confession is confessing what I believe, right? What is water baptism? It's an outward expression of an inward change. It represents what has happened on the inside of me, right? So I confess Jesus because I believe in my heart, and then God saves me. This is justification. You've been justified. You've been made right in God's eyes. There's nothing more you have to do it is all by his grace. And it's really hard to wrap your head around that. It's really hard. And a lot of times we're kind of like, well, you know, you know maybe, maybe I should do this, or you know, I know I need to be in church. And we're gonna get to that, all great things, but there's nothing more I have to do to be more justified. It's done, I believe in Jesus, I'm right in God's eyes. I'm not a sinner, right? And so then what we move into next is sanctification. A lot of times in our lives, we get saved and we think it's over. I got my ticket punched. I got a one-way trip to heaven when I die. I'm good. I'm gonna go to church. I'm gonna try to pray. I'm gonna try to read that Bible. I don't get a word it says, but I'm gonna try, right? I'm gonna try to live right. I'm gonna try to do good. I'm gonna try to be better. And we miss the next step of the gospel, which is sanctification, Okay, now uh, to sanctify uh, is I am being saved, right? Justification is I am saved, and now this is I'm being saved. Sanctify means to set apart or make holy, to set apart or make holy, right? This building right here is holy. Why? Because we've set it apart for God's purpose. That's all holy means, is to be set apart. We've set it apart. Dad has always joked, Dad and Greg have always joked, that this is to make a great hay barn, right? Rip this ceiling out, we could put equipment in here, right? Whatever. You could rip the carpet out, we could do whatever we wanted in here, okay? But we've set it apart, which makes it holy, because we've set it apart for God's purpose. So when God sanctifies you, he's setting you apart for his will and making you holy, Sanctification is a process. Justification is a one-time event, right? Sanctification is a process. Philippians 1.6 says, I am certain that God, who began a good work within you, talking about justification, he began a good work within you, will continue his work until it's finally finished on the day when Christ returns. This talks about justification, sanctification, and glorification in one simple verse. And he says, if you would throw it back up for me, it says, I'm certain that God, who began a good work when God justified you, he will continue his work, sanctify you, and will be finally finished on the day when Christ returns and we're glorified. All right, so, so you, you kind of see this process. Now, here's the amazing thing is is that as we move into sanctification, it's still not up to me. God, by his grace, is going to sanctify me. I can do nothing to sanctify myself. There's nothing I can do to sanctify myself. Now, I wanna show you some really cool things about it. John 17, 16 says, uh, th- you know, this is, this is Jesus speaking, they are not of the world just as I am not of the world. Sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. Jesus says, Hey, they don't belong to the world, but uh, make them holy. Or uh, out of the ESV, it says, Sanctify them by your truth. Make them holy, set apart, teach them your word, which is true. So, what is, what is Jesus saying right here? That the Bible is truth, that God is going to use his word to sanctify you. Right now, as we are teaching and reading the word, God is using this to sanctify us, to make us holy, to make us set apart. I'm not of this world. I'm not supposed to act like this world. What does Romans 12 say? Don't conform to the ways of the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. What does that mean? I'm supposed to be sanctified. As I read the word by God's grace, he sanctifies me. He makes me more holy. and he, he he does this continually as a process. And it's not something that just happens overnight. It's not something that will be finished on earth. Okay? It, it's not a, a place that I get to and finally I've arrived, man. I man, Greg, he is sanctified. You can see it all over him. He's way ahead of me. Right? It, it's not about that. It's not about, well, I've arrived, I've made it, I'm holy, I'm set apart. It's a process that I'm on that God is with me. And what happens is this, is because of this grace, because of this amazing gift of what God's going to do, and I have to do nothing for it, it compels me and it drives me to give Jesus everything. That's why giving in the offering isn't an issue because of this amazing gift. And when I have this revelation of the grace of God, it's like, hey, I have no issue with this. I have no issue giving this up or stopping this or laying this aside because I want to because of the amazing things that you're gonna do for me. that God has chosen me. He he has, you know, the the word says that he's chosen you before the foundations of the earth, right? He has picked you. You are God's masterpiece. Ephesians right here uh, that we read earlier goes on to say that. 2 Timothy 3.16 says, he, it, you know, in the verse before it says, I'm going to sanctify them in truth and your word is true. 2 Timothy 3.16 says, all scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true. Okay, it teaches you what's true, makes you realize what's wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. That's what sanctification is. It's God revealing to me, hey, I've got issues. I've got problems. I'm jacked up, right? That's why we don't read our Bible. You read it and realize I'm wrong. I'm not living right, right? I don't always make good decisions. The way I think isn't always the right way, right? I'm screwed up. So what we do, we push that book aside. We go to church on Sunday. We worship. We get our drink. We go home. We think, man, that was good. But, but, but God, don't, don't continue the good work. Let's just stop at the good work, right? Don't, don't continue it in me. Uh, a few weeks ago, uh, we went to a concert in Amarillo to see For King and Country. Uh, they're a Christian band. I don't know if you've heard of them. You may have. And we went to see them, and they have an amazing Christmas album, and some, some people at the church all got together, and we were all going to go. And I said, man, I really wish it was their, their Christmas album. They have an amazing Christmas set. And I thought, well, you know, we'll go. It'll be fun. And, and we go, and it was an amazing concert. It was an incredible show. It was, they, they, they had, uh, Jason, they had line array speakers from ceiling to floor, all the way down. It blew your head off, right? We couldn't hear for a week after that. And, and it, was, it was loud. It was amazing. It was drums. It was drums. It was incredible. And you know how a concert goes when they get kind of to the end and you think, you think man, they didn't do that one song that's the really, you know, and the lights are out and people are screaming, and then they come back in, right? They come back and they do that one song, and then you think, well, okay, it's got to be over now. You know, they, they got done, and, and then they come in and they do another one. And then finally, the lights go out. They kind of say, good night, you know, Amarillo, and, and it goes black. And I mean, the crowd is just electric. There's just this constant scream. Okay, and it goes on for 10 seconds, 20 seconds, 30 seconds, and people start leaving. Okay, it's pitch black. You can't see anything. And we're kind of on the side here, and the stage is down here, uh, you know, and, and the stage down here. And I could see something kind of fall from the ceiling. It almost looked like a curtain. And I instantly thought, it ain't over. I thought, it ain't, it ain't over. Alicia and Amber were sitting right in front of us, right in front of us. And I was going to reach down and tell them, don't leave. And they were already gone. They were gone. I was like, no, I told Megan, no, they left. It's not over, right? And so so this, like, curtain drops, and all of a sudden, these drums come in. These drums come in, and this white light hits behind, and there's this kind of thin black sheet hanging, and it's just shadows, and these drums, I mean, you know, the speakers are floor to ceiling. It's huge. You can I mean, your rib cage is rattling, okay? And, and it's, it's thumping, it's thumping, and we're, you're thinking, oh my God, what is this? And they have this amazing song on their Christmas album of the drummer boy. Now, I have despised that song my whole life. I'm sorry, I'm not saved. But when I was a kid, you know, and you know, you're like, oh my God, who's, who wrote this? Right, and those drums come in, and the music just stops, just dead. And he leans into the mic, and he says, Merry Christmas, Texas. And this was a you know, just goes in. And it's like, we're singing parumpa pum at the top of our lungs, right? In the middle of May, it's 100 degrees outside. That curtain drops, the lights, haze, and people are gone. And you know what I thought? So many times, In the darkness and in the chaos, you give up on God. And you think he's done, and it's not done. And God is not finished, and God did not abandon you, and God did not walk away. You gotta just stand still in the darkness because it's not over. And so many people missed it to go do something else. I'm not picking on you. To to go buy a, a t shirt and get in line for a t shirt and you, and you miss Christmas in May, right? And it was this. I mean, it was it was worth the whole show. I just that song, you know, it was worth the whole show. And what does that verse say? That God is going to continue the work He started. Don't give up in the process. Don't walk away from God in the process. Like, well, I'm not changing. I'm not any different. This isn't working. My spouse isn't any different. My kids aren't any different. It's a process of sanctification, of being set apart, and of being made holy. And what we're all looking for is glorification. Glorification is the return of Christ. Glorification is when God will remove all sin from his saints. He'll remove all sin. What? You say, well, I'm not a saint. Saint you're being made a saint, right? And in that process, he will remove all sin from his saints and welcome us home. That's what glorification is. And we long for it. We we can't wait for it. You know how you think, man, I wish we'd clean this town up. I wish we'd tear down these old houses, cut down dead trees. I wish people would water their dang yard. You know, we put all these new sidewalks in town. There's already weeds in them, right? Why? Because the world is broken. And we want glorification now. Your body can't wait for it. The Bible says that the earth groans as in childbirth, awaiting for sin to be taken off of it. You don't think about the world being affected by sin. You don't think about the universe, the galaxy being affected by sin. Romans 8.18 says, yet we suffer now, right? What we suffer now is nothing compared to the glory he will reveal to us later. And that verse just ticks you off. It just does. It just makes you mad. You think, oh, what I'm suffering is nothing? Thanks a lot, Paul, right? Mind your business. You have no idea what I'm going through. And there is truth to that. But compared to the glory that we will see, compared to what God has in store for us, it doesn't compare. It doesn't compare. In uh, 1 John 3, it says, uh, see what kind of love the Father has given to us that we should be called children of God, and so we are. That's justification. The reason why the world does not know us is that it did not know him. Beloved, we are God's children now, and what we will be has not yet appeared. But we know that when he appears, when Jesus appears, we shall be like him because we shall see him as he is and everyone who thus hopes in him purifies himself, and he is pure. It says that when we see him, when we see Jesus, that we will be like Jesus. And, and what I think is so amazing, it says that we have not seen him, right? Because we, we, we have not seen Christ yet. So many people say, man, when I get to heaven, I got a lot of questions. You're going to have zero questions because you'll be like Jesus. You will know. You will know, you will see the big picture the second you step there. You know, uh, you know, I'm gonna go slap Adam and Eve in the face and maybe you will, I don't know. But, but it, it won't be like that. I, I'll be with Christ and I will be like him. I will be glorified, right? Pastor talked about this a couple weeks ago that you, you know, you'll have a glorified resurrected body. The Bible says that, that Jesus is going to make all things new. Make all things new. So much, you know, there's that country song that you know everybody wants to go to heaven, but not right now. Yeah, and that's because you don't understand it, you don't get it. You just you just don't. And and one of the things that we fall into is we think that heaven is is where we're going, but that was never the plan. God didn't put Adam and Eve in heaven, he put them on earth. Earth is always the plan. We think, well, I got things I want to see, things I want to do, right? And and that's not what it's going to be like. Heaven is a holding place. We're going to come back to the earth, and it's going to be perfect. And there's going to be no sin. There's going to be no curse. There's going to be no weeds, right? Adam and Eve, they, they worked the garden. People like, well, I don't want to just run around playing a harp. No, they farmed, okay? That should be encouraging to all the farmers in the house. Adam and Eve farmed. Right? God's going to hand you a tractor and say, do something. Right? You're not just going to lay around all day. I'm going to go lay around all day by the river and go swimming. Right? I I ain't working. But, uh, I mean, if he makes me, I'll do something. But but the thing is, is like the earth was always the plan. Earth was always the plan. And God's going to glorify you. So justification is I'm saved. I confess and believe it's a one-time event. You're saved. It's done. You can't lose it. It's not like your keys, okay? Sanctification is I'm being saved, and this is a process of God making me holy by his grace. It's nothing that I do, and it says that he's gonna use his word as I read the word of God, as I worship, as I pray, right? And so what does all this do? What does justification, sanctification, and glorification do? It drives me to God, you know, some people in, in, in the book of Romans, they told Paul, well, hey, man, if it's all you know, God's grace, then why don't we send more so grace can abound? And he said, no, 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 you're missing the point. The point is, is it drives me to God. And the hope of glory, the hope of glorification of what is to come, and that God's going to make all things new, nothing is lost, No time is lost. See, God is outside of time. We're stuck in this concept of time, but God exists out of it. God will make all things new. No time is lost. It's not going to be this, you know, my uncle's already in heaven, Megan has family that's already in heaven, and we're not going to get there and it's going to be like, man, it's been a long time. Man, you've sure grown. Man, it's good to see you. We're glad you're here, you know? No, no. God said, I'm going to make all things new. I can't explain it. You can't explain it. I can't wrap my head around it. You can't. If we could, he wouldn't be God, right? If you could understand a woman, she wouldn't be a woman, right? It, 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 just, it just doesn't make sense. It's like, I'm not supposed to understand you. I can't. It's not possible. So be encouraged this morning that if you know Jesus as your savior, you are justified and you're being sanctified by his grace and let that drive you to him, let that compel you to go to him. Always let your sin drive you back to God, not away from him. Anytime you sin, you mess up, always run to God. Always run to God. He's not mad, he just wants to welcome you home. He wants to walk you through it. He wants to sanctify you. And hold on to hope. It says right there that it purifies us. The hope of glorification purifies us. Why don't you bow your heads and close your eyes. Heavenly Father, we come to you right now in the name of Jesus. And Father, I thank you for the gospel. I thank you for the process of the gospel. Father, I thank you that if there's anybody here that doesn't know you, Father, if there's anybody in the house this morning that has not confessed and not believed, Father, that they would do that this morning. Don't leave this place without saying just, just, Jesus, I need you. Come into my life. Jesus, I need you. I can, conf- you know, I believe that you died on the cross and you raised from the dead, and you will be saved. Father, I thank you that you continue to sanctify us, you continue to set us apart and make us holy, Father. And we hold on to the hope of glorification that Jesus, you are going to return, that we will see a new heaven and a new earth ascend from heaven, that you'll wipe away every tear, that death will be defeated, that sickness and disease will be defeated, and that we will be made whole and we will be righteous. And when we see Jesus, we will be like Him, we thank you for it in Jesus' name, and everybody said, Amen. Amen. Watch out, go ahead and stand to your feet.